Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Always joining me is my friend and co-host, Rob Langevin. And Rob, this is the only fantasy Premier League show where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy football, probably. Maybe. How you doing, man? Maybe. You know Maybe. what? No guarantees. Maybe. Maybe. But that's what we're here for. We come and have giggles and get really, really... Uh... You know, excited about fantasy football. You know, even whether on the official game or other games or whatever. Soccer is soccer. Football is football. American football is football. Whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're all here to talk about it anyway. We're just gonna <laughs> just get the gift of gab and just keep getting diarrhea of the mouth and just keep going and going and going. And the words of fictional character Ted Lasso. Listen, football's football. Y'all got cleats. Y'all got balls. And y'all got helmets with face masks on them. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> It's a weird thing. But, Rob, we had some Champions League matches today, uh, but only one that really impacted the, the FPL side of things because City had their match postponed until tomorrow. Uh, in the Arsenal match, Alexis started up front, was a little worried about what that could mean for Giroud, but then it gets a red card. Maybe he's more in frame going forward. As I said, the Manchester City match pushed to tomorrow, so we'll have to keep an eye on what those lineups are. Uh, but right now, I'd say the immediate impact is David Silva's value is hurt. Because mm-hmm. either he'll play and only have two days rest now, or he'll actually play at the weekend and do very well. But I, I don't think there's any way he plays in both. Uh, what, did you have any takeaways from today's Champions League stuff, or want to just dive right into Premier League? No, I mean, we can talk about it because it directly affects people and actual people's transfer targets. Because we're coming off a week where Kevin De Bruyne was actually a shining star for fantasy. And he was listed in the lineup. And considering that after the, the, the game concluded last week, uh, he was listed as taking a knock, and he was questionable for this game. Uh, by it starting, you know, today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, uh, you know, midweek, it, it definitely puts the game on Saturday into question because of the two-day turnaround. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how severe the the injury was that he sustained, or if it was a. Uh, it's the first game of the Champions League. We got to come out and got to get a win. So we're putting our best lineup possible out there. But I don't know why Pablo Zabaleta was in it. So that, that leads me to other questions. Um, but, but yeah, um, from the perspective that, you know, what we saw from Arsenal and what we saw from Ali G today getting red carded in his second consecutive uh, match, Champions League match, uh, he's, he's consistent. I'll give him one thing. He's consistent. You know, uh, I, I, under, I understand Marco Verratti is a very, very annoyingly short player. Uh, but yeah, he's very annoying as well. Uh, he gets under people's skins, and rightly so. And he got under Ali G's skin today, getting a red card. It doesn't affect his Premier League status because uh, you know they they don't transfer across. But I think from a fan's perspective, I think Oliver Giroud, Olivier Giroud, not Oliver, 
He's got an extra Oliver eye Twist. in there. Uh, Olivier Giroud. I think that he probably sees a slight favorable uptick in pre- Premier League minutes. Not enough that I'm going to go out there and transfer him in or if I have him on my team, feel confident in it. But it's interesting from a standpoint of that it pushes Alexis Sanchez out to a wide position where he usually shines. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree there as well. Now, tomorrow, not only do we still have the Manchester City match to come, we will also have Tottenham and Leicester going in the Champions League as well. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a whole lot of interesting things going on matchup-wise and lineup-wise. In a Definitely. different thing that we just recorded, you brought up Islam Slimani. Do you think it's more likely that we see him in the Champions League or the Premier League? You know what? I, it, it's kind of a coin flip. I don't know. I mean, we I could sit here and say before the game kicks off that he'll probably be playing the Champions League. But if somebody gets hurt in that game, because you know Vardy's playing in that game, because there's no way that they're going to go out and their first Champions League in God knows how long and not have their A lineup in. So Vardy plays, Mares plays. How long they play or however they do is going to be dictated on how well Leicester is doing in the game. So if they're playing well and they're winning, uh, I don't, Vardy really very rarely comes off unless he's injured. Um, and I don't really see them switching to, you know, Ochoa. I mean, Ochoa is going to come on anyway. So basically, if they start with start the game with uh, Okazaki or or Islam Slamani, it, it remains to be seen. Slamani hasn't notched a minute yet in Premier League action. So I'm I'm anxiously waiting for it because I mean I know he's overpriced in the official game and nobody really would own him anyway because he hasn't shown enough to do anything. But he has the talent level there. He just hasn't had the time to shine. Um, so from that, I I would say he probably gets maybe 25 minutes in the Champions League game, depending on how the game dictates his minutes played. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, from the Tottenham side, I think Erickson is the big question mark. He's just not as athletic as those other guys. Uh, in the Champions League, I would expect to see Davis again because Rose is still listed as out, which does mean you might get the boost of having Rose um, showing up at, at the weekend in the Premier yeah. League when it actually helps you. Um, but maybe Walker will be rotated out and we'll see Trippier. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of this goes. So anyway, this is all just kind of a roundabout and, you know, nice little insight. But the main thing is just look at the lineups tomorrow and see what's going on. Just just trust your gut. If you have any questions, tweet us at Kavroff at Smokey underscore Lugie. I'm sure we'll be able to give you a, a quick take on who we think will show up. But uh, until we see the end of the of the Champions League matches this midweek, I think we're still going to have a lot of questions. And there, wait, is there a Europa League this week as well? So that's going to impact some guys. Um, Looking. Let's yep. see, that should just be who? Southampton and Manchester United? E- yeah, because West Ham already yep. got bounced out. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we'll know on the Champions League guys end of the day Wednesday. We'll know on the Europa League guys end of the day Thursday. But just keep an eye on those. Uh, and from there, we will go into... Price changes. Uh, not too many that were crazy. Uh, you have Costa Ibrahimovic and Walker all going up in price. All thoroughly deserved. Walker already on to assists. Uh, Lamina Kone going down was a guy that we both liked. Is it possible that we were just wrong on Sunderland? Because this does not look positive at the moment. No, they they look all types of different differentials and and kind of completely lost in themselves. You know, he started the season off saying that he was injured, and I don't think they took very good favor with the with the skipper there. Uh, they haven't found their form yet, that's for sure. Um, you know, Jordan Pickford is still a good four goalkeeper to have on your as your second keeper if you if you so choose. Uh, but 
trusting anybody there, even even Patrick Van Einhold or you know, there's nobody there that I would even trust for a fantasy perspective, just because the Sunderland looks so lost and they haven't found their their form or their shape or their trust in each other yet that you could rely in even having them in one of your three or four defenders that you start on a weekly basis. Yeah, I totally agree there. I mean, even though this isn't a price change, just mentioning teams that have really been struggling. Mm-hmm. Stoke, last in Ugh. goals scored, last in goals uh, conceded, and obviously that means they have the worst goal difference of the league. Literally 20th mm-hmm. in all three of those things. That's just so, so bad. Is it even possible to own a Stoke player right now? I mean, if if you're going to hold out will and hope, I mean, they haven't really had their their eight, their their first team out there all at the same time. You know, they just transferred in Wilford Boney. Uh, Jordan Sekiri hasn't seen the pitch in two games. And uh, apparently he might be up for a month still. Yeah, Markovic is kind of looming in the weeds. I think Stoke is one of those teams that you can't really look at them now. But in a month, month's time, you're going to look at them and be like, all right, they're starting to gel together. Boney may be doing bony things like he was wearing a Swansea jersey. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to be like that multiple guy. Like he, he went off and had, what did he have, 13 goals in the first 16 games of, of the first the, that year with Swansea. I don't think he's going to be that guy. But if he can get a, you know, a goal every you know, 250 minutes, I'd, I would probably concede and take that from, from a Stokes forward. He probably, I know his price really isn't conducive because he falls into that middle, middle range of like your second striker, maybe high third striker, at his seven dot three price tag. So it, it, it's, yeah, I I don't think there's anybody you can actually trust there on a weekly basis. If you want to, you know, bring a guy in hoping to strike lightning to be a differential, be my guest. I but I just don't see it. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Finishing up, uh, price changes for me. Batshuayi drops in price even though his like goals and assists per minute in all competitions is hilariously high. You're mm-hmm. you're a Chelsea guy. Costa already on three yellows, uh, so we might get to see Batshuayi sooner rather than later. But how do you think that situation is going to work out? It's, it's exactly what I was just going to say. Uh, Costa is basically going to yellow himself to out of competition, and it sucks because Costa is actually playing and playing well this year. He's he's fitting into the Conte form. And it's funny that Bashuayi is his price tag is eight point nine currently after the drop, and he's played a total of thirty five minutes to date in all four games, uh, capping out at a total at the biggest one is eighteen minutes. So, um, yeah, uh, it, there's no reason to actually trust Bashuayi until Costa goes goes and finds the bench by his own doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's eventually going to see the pitch. But it's going to take something else to happen. He's basically the 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 left-handed reliever who comes in to close out the game, to give the game pace and close it out. That's all he is right now. I don't think Conte sees him as anything more than that. And with Chelsea not playing any additional games besides the the cup games that they have, you know, domestically, uh, I I don't see him seeing the pitch very often until Costa, you know, forces the issue. Yeah, fair enough. Any other price changes you think are worth mentioning at all? Uh, you know, as we always say, prices up and prices down, you know, tend to reflect what's actually happening. Yeah. I mean, one guy, one defender caught my eyes, Gael Clichy. He, he plays one on one off. So he played, he didn't play last week, so he may play again this week. I didn't, I don't remember if he was in the lineup today or he's going to play midweek. I don't remember seeing it. So, uh, he's a guy I may look at because they do have a favorable fixture against Bournemouth. 
uh, his price tag is 5.4. So it, for the initial entry fee of into a city defender who you really shouldn't trust because if their goalie is anyone who, if anybody watched the game last week, they watched Pep's guy look like a bumbling fool. Uh, but so Gail Clichy is one guy who went down, uh, you know, through the midfield, there's really nobody, uh, you know, how oh, about sorry. Uh, uh, for the record, it was uh, Zabaleta and Kolarov that were named in okay. the 11. There you go. There you go. There you go. You know, in Conte, he's down to 4.9. He's still owned in almost 20% of leagues. Uh, 19.8 of those are teams. Uh, the other midfielder that I that I kind of took a notice to, because you notice bigger names than you, than you do, you know, the, the guys who don't really play, like, you know, like the Michael Carricks and, you know, of those guys. But staying with, with Man United... Anthony Martial is down to 9.4. Kev, now I'm going to ask you this because you're, we're both bipartial because we don't, we, don't, we don't really root for United as much. You're a Spurs fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. Do you think United is better moving forward with Martial in that wide wing or Marcus Rashford? Oh, it's Martial. It's not even a little bit close. I, I don't know what they're doing there at all. I didn't think that that was the solution. And yes, Manchester United played better in the second half, but I think a lot of that was adding Herrera to the midfield. Which uh, you know opened up a lot more passes and stuff like that. So I, I'm more, much more partial uh, to my partial to Martial. Uh, the and, and and there's the title. See, it happens. Partial it flows, to Martial. It's, it flows, e- it's easy, man. It flows natural. We're geniuses. <laughs> we look at a canvas and it paints itself. It really does. Um, sorry. Uh, another guy uh, that I forgot to mention, Etienne Capou. I'm sure he's going to be on the rise soon again. I saw somebody on Twitter saying, is he this year's Mares? No, no, because Mares was the main creator for them. But to the some extent, you, you, and I keep you, on, you and I keep coming on every week and telling you that it's not sustainable. And here we are four goals in. What do you do with a player like Kapu? You kind of have to own him. I mean, by the end of this week, he's going to be the second highest owned midfielder. Based solely on his price because he's 4.8 or yeah, 4.8 uh, behind Hazard. The only reason everybody is rostering him is because of his price, because it allows you to add an extra $2 million to someone else on your roster. That is it. That's the only reason he's there. But anything he does is just great. He could not score for the rest of the season, and it's still gravy. Yeah, certainly. I don't think he scored last season. So four is definitely an improvement. Um, You mentioned Hazard there. I guess I'm just kind of going off script. We're just floating around here a bit. Eden Hazard, a lot of people captain. I think he was the most captain player last Mm -hmm. week. Doesn't do anything. He did have one uh, move where he just sprinted past four Swansea players, but put it right into Fabianski's chest. You, you think people are going to panic and try to get rid of him, or do you think people should just sit still? Yeah, sometimes you get your captain wrong. Hopefully he'll sort it out. Yeah, I think you sit still for at least this week because there's no reason to get all nervous and, oh, God, I, Sergio Aguero is coming back. I need money from somewhere. I think that's the only time that someone would actually get nervous about dropping Eden Hazard. Um, but there's also another conundrum going on because there's a similar priced midfielder that showed what he could do without Aguero on the pitch. So is that a is that a coup for KDB that he did all that without Aguero? Can he do it with Aguero? That's the big question I have for everybody out there in fantasy land. Is KDB a yeah. better fantasy play without Aguero than with Aguero? I mean, he's certainly the main man when Aguero's not there. Although you and I do both, both love us a, a, a little bit of Kalechi here, Nacho. Yeah, um, I, I, f- couldn't, I couldn't love a human baby more than a Kalechi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, 
Never mind. I was about to make a really awful joke joke about nacho chips, and it's, it, I don't think it would have worked out anyway. Okay. Well, now we can get to the actual uh, meat and potatoes of the show, or could we take a quick break? Yeah, we should probably we should probably pay some bills. Paying bills is good. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man, did you see how many bills we just paid? Also, I think that's a little funny. If you just heard a blank space, that means that we don't currently have an ad running in your region. In which case, uh, we should probably know about that and try to figure and, that out. And you should probably throw us some money because you could actually advertise there if we're not in advertising <laughs> yeah. something in your region. See how awkward that silence was? You could have filled that with us talking about your product in your region. And then, and then when your friends ask you, you can be like, I am awkward silence. <laughs> it's like, you know what I hate are those bench ads? That mm-hmm. say, uh, reading this, bench ads work. And I feel like they trick me every time. I'm like, no, they do Well, I mean, kind of, I hate you. <laughs> that's, that's my yes. circular thoughts when I see those. Totally. That's totally what I was thinking, too. No. I feel no. like that might be sarcasm. Okay, we're going to head into starts and sets. Uh, I'll start with me. Up front, you have Diego Costa. Obviously, he's been scoring the goals, but... He's also been getting all those aforementioned yellow cards. Uh, pros, he's playing against Liverpool's defense. They're currently bottom five in the league, averaging two shots a game, four goals and an assist. And, uh, you know, he's looked very, very good when he's not been rolling around or getting cards or yelling at referees or touching referees. Um, so I'm not sure how long-term of a call it is, but this week uh, I think a lot of people are going to see Liverpool and be like, big club, big club, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Chelsea have a very good attack. Liverpool have a very bad defense. Uh, I would assume that we're going to see plenty of Chelsea goals in this one. And then my sneaky one that isn't so sneaky because we've already talked him uh, up a bit is Kelechi Hianacho. Uh Not really a person you should bring in and play, but if you're in a draft-style league or if you're in daily or if you're in uh, like a perfect 11-type deal, I think Nacho is definitely good until we get Aguero back. Uh, for midfield... I'm going to go with my boy Della Ali, uh, just because I feel like a lot of people had a lot of questions about him. Obviously, he didn't have the most amazing uh, summer with England, um, but he was very good last match. Five shots, two on target, and he's young, so he's likely to play both matches while Eriksen might not. And this is against Sunderland, who have conceded in every match and have conceded two-plus in three of their last four uh, so not a lot of positives, as we already mentioned, with Lamina Kone at the back there. Uh, as for defenses, uh, Tottenham, Palace, West Ham, and Southampton 
Although, as we already mentioned, with Tottenham and Southampton, keep an eye on what they do in Europe to see which guys exactly are going to be out there for them. Rob, why don't you hit us with your starts? My starts, I'll start in the back because I always start with defenders. It's fun because the the clean sheet mavens of the pitch. Uh, I'm looking clearly at Everton. They still have three favorable fixtures coming up. So basically anybody on Everton's starting defense, uh, you can go with either Ashley Williams. If you want to spend a couple more shekels and go Leighton Baines, that's completely fine with me. Leighton Baines, not like he's completely back to the fantasy asset we knew two years ago, but he's kind of back into the fray as an Everton facilitator. Uh, I, I like them. They're playing well. They have Middlesbrough this week. Look at their upcoming fixtures. They still have two more. Uh, they still have Lukaku, who is the best fantasy player I've ever seen play ever. That was sarcasm. Ugh. If you don't know sarcasm, then... We, we hate Romelu Lukaku a lot, even though the initials of his first two names are the same as yours. Wow. That's why That's why I have matched luggage. No. <laughs> uh, that's why we get paid the big bucks, noticing initials. Yeah. yeah. Through, through the midfield, uh, I like to get... I. I like to keep it pretty, pretty, you know, plain and generic through the back. And then when I get up to the, you know, the front seven or front offensive players, I like to get a little bit more of the differentials. Uh, this week, I'm looking at Wilfred Zaha. Uh, price five point four. Ownership is very minimal. They're playing against Stoke, who Kevin mentioned has the worst goal differential in the Premier League. He played well last week, being a, a wide player, getting the ball across to Benteke. Benteke looks for at least one week that he's reborn into a, a Crystal Palace jersey. So uh, Zaha is probably going to continue what he does at Stoke. Stoke is not anything close to being nailed on in defense, and I think his speed and ability takes that to to the shed. Uh, on yeah. for the forwards, uh, once again, I'll probably go like a complete differential. Uh, I'll go with, with I'll go with Stuani from from Middlesbrough. Uh, had the week off because he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. Uh, so it's remain. Oh no, he actually played. I lied. I completely lied. Sorry for lying to everyone at home. How but he, dare you? <laughs> but he played <laughs> and got 80 minutes. Uh, Middlesbrough is not... I said this I said this before uh, in a similar conversation with Kevin. Middlesbrough is one of those teams who... They don't have, the, they don't have a lot of, like, wowy parts. But when you put them all together, they make, like, a cool spaceship. They're like a mm-hmm. Lego. Like a Lego thing. <laughs> like a Lego set. Like, what are you going to do like, with a look, single Lego? You're going to step yeah. on it. It's going to be awful. But you put them together, it can be pretty neat. Yeah. No, you put them on your team, and then when it's done, you go, everything is awesome! And, then, and, <laughs> yep. and that's and that's what happens. See, Fantasy Premier League is everything is awesome. It's like Legos. It's cool. Uh, so, on to my sits. Um, defensively, anybody from West Brom. I've been completely disappointed by West Brom. I invested in them when I did my, did my wild card last week. And they completely took my sister out and then never called her again. Never, never called her again. They, she's heartbroken, and I wish Gareth McCauley or Johnny Evans or, you know, maybe even Galloway. Or Craig Dawson, call, yeah. Craig Dawson. Somebody call my sister. She's she's looking for a second date, and she can't have it. Anybody who, who bought into West Brom like I did is feeling the scorn, and they should not continue to do it if they ha- unless they are forced otherwise. Uh, the baggies cannot spell attack. All they can do is get attacked. They do just yeah. invite pressure all the time, and then it's just a matter of can they make it to the 90-minute mark. I know a couple of the West Brom guys we have on the EPL roundtable have had some very choice words uh, for mm-hmm. Tony Pulis and the fact that they just can never get out and attack. And, and that yeah. Bournemouth match, you know, were they resolute for most of the match? Yeah, but all it takes is one. And then Callum Wilson gets in behind and scores. So 
Uh, yeah, they've been very disappointing. Uh, for me, <laughs> up front, um, I know we love them. but and, and they both scored last week, which is real fun. But the Watford boys, mm-hmm. uh, they're playing Manchester United. You don't, you don't love that. Um, because, obviously, <laughs> Manchester United got beaten in the derby last week. Although, put in a much better performance than I think a lot of people are giving them credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the second half. The first half was just as bad as it looked. But, obviously, this Manchester United defense is a lot better than they showed there. Baye had his first rough match for Manchester United since joining. I think they're really going to turn that around and cause some problems. Uh, for a Watford attack that's only recently finding its form some, even if they are relying on Etienne Capu a bit too much, um, which is, you know, at all. I don't think you should be relying on, on Capu at all for your attack, although I do like Roberto Pereira, who did get an assist um, at the weekend <laughs> in midfield. Uh, I'm really nervous about a lot of that Manchester City midfield with just the two days rest because Tottenham and Leicester don't have to play uh, until Sunday. But then you have... Wait, I don't think that's true. I think Leicester are actually playing Saturday now that I think about it. But Tottenham don't have to play until Sunday. Manchester City are playing Wednesday and Saturday. So if you have a player like David Villa... David Villa. What am I talking about? David Silva, um, who we've mentioned before is sitting a little bit further back, but he's been very good, although he probably should have been involved a lot more against Manchester United. He had a great match, kept making late runs into the box. If anybody had played him in, he was in loads of space, could have had a couple of goals easy. But in this one, if he plays it all on Wednesday, he's he, I, like I said, I don't think we see him at the weekend. So I think that really knocks down his value a touch. Also, what about maybe Ilki Gundogan? He's been back in training. He's been playing around. I think it's entirely possible that he gets in uh, to the starting 11 and would replace Silva. So anyway, I love David Silva as a player. He he hurt me a lot last year in fantasy because I kept trying to believe in him. There were several false dawns, uh, but I, I think this weekend is probably a weekend to not really bother with him much. Uh, as far as defenses go, I'm I'm not really that worried about too many um, of the defenses, but um, I think Sunderland are going to be in trouble uh, against Tottenham. Stoke, again. obviously. Against, Sunderland, again. <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, you already mentioned Stoke against uh, Palace. I'm not really too worried. I mean, Liverpool's defense has been very bad, but I don't think too many Liverpool guys are being owned at the moment. Uh, at the back, Hull have been very nice thus far. Currently fourth in defense, which is pretty impressive. But you got to assume Arsenal's going to score there. I don't think people know that Leicester are 17th in defense right now. No, but they're, they're facing they're Burnley, who are... 16th in attack. So that's really... Uh, what's the opposite of a battle of juggernauts? That's a battle of super mediocre units. Battle um, of belly button lints. <laughs> battle of the belly button lints. Um, yeah, so I'm not really too worried about them on that side either. Um, uh, on a completely unrelated note, it's been a while since we've had random question time on this show. We've been too mm-hmm. business-like. Yeah. Not enough fun. Totally. Which I feel is a problem. Ties coming off. You see any? Uh, you see any good movies lately? Um, I haven't. I really huh. have. I lead a boring existence, man. New, Sorry. Sh- new shows, new anything. Has anything? American football started, dude. That's all. Oh, that's all I, I sure got. did. Yeah, that's all I got going. I sure did. On. And you're a Giants, yeah. Yep, I'm a New York Giant, New York Football Giants team. So hey, they actually played Richard Jennings, like uh, a good player. Yeah, Rashad Jennings, he played well. I mean, they, they got lucky enough because the, the dope from the Cowboys didn't go out of bounds, but I'll take it. 
And also, apparently, the sun's blinding them, and Jerry Jones thinks he can control the sun. Yeah. Which, it, well, you know what? Just isn't that surprising? Jerry Jones likes to say things that are just completely off the, you know, off the cabbage cart. Yeah. The the Craig cabbage cart. There you go. Like a like a Craig cat cart. You guys get it. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Here. I'll give you I'll give you a minute. Tell me why you think Odell Beckham's better than Antonio Brown. Um I don't think he's better. Okay, that is the correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. Tell him what he won. Welcome for winning. Here you go. Here's a waffle maker. That's all I got. Yeah, Antonio Brown is the complete wide receiver. He can do anything he wants on the yeah. field. And it's with with being a shorter receiver. Like that, I think that's the one place Odell Beckham Jr. has, has the advantage. If Antonio Brown was 6'3 or 6'4, just God help you. <laughs> yeah. He's already so amazing. It's why yeah. I still might tip Julio. Yeah, I just love the, Julio Jones so much. But yeah. the, the thing, I, the thing I found interesting is the Redskins—they're uh, only playing Josh Norman on the left side, which is his yeah, more comfortable side. Travel. Which is the side they, he didn't—he didn't follow. He didn't shadow uh, Brown around the field, which I think would have completely made sense. I mean, that would have been my complete defense. Listen, we're paying this guy max cap money against the, probably the best wide receiver in football. Why, why not make it a ten on ten game? Yeah, and Rashad Breeland has to feel awful about himself. But what are you supposed to do? Yeah, nobody can. You can't. He got can't burned so many times, but you can't guard him one on one. And I don't know if you saw. There was one where Ben dropped the snap and then just lobbed it. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I know he's yeah. over there. Whatever. Yeah. Not yeah. worried about it." Yeah, I mean, because hey. it's not just that Antonio Brown is good. Like Ben and him have some weird Vulcan mind meld. Yeah, they have some on. good. They have some good. And Antonio Brown has a nice little end zone dance that he got a flag going. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was twerking or if he was emulating a little bit of Key and Peel there. Uh, but regardless, yeah, was... definitely Key. I think it was more Key and Peel than than twerking. Yeah, so did I. But everyone with a twerking around, I was like, "Am I crazy?" Fair enough. Well, I, my vote's for Key and Peel. Uh, as for movies, um, oh man, I forget the name of it. It's the one with the uh, oh, you know, the characters, and then they go through the plot, and then there's the resolution, the end. Yeah. Um, but actually, it was the the spy one. With that girl from Ex Machina, and, uh, wow, I'm super drawing a blank. Not Burn After Reading. A different spy one. <laughs> this is awful radio. If you know what it is. Across, across the ocean? That one? No, it came out recently, and there was, like, this tall Italian lady who then, like, ends up trying to poison him or something. My oh, Cousin Vinny. I don't remember. This is My really... Cousin Vinny. Was it My Cousin Vinny? It you know like what? It, it really wasn't My Cousin Vinny. Uh, we're going to move on because that didn't go well. Now, uh, we're pretty much just going to complain about our teams for a while. Actually, I don't I don't know how your team did. I'm going to complain about sucks. my team for sure. I was feeling really good. Uh, I got basically bullied into using my wild card. Didn't want to do it, but admittedly, my first day team had a lot of problems in it. Like Mares, who hasn't been as effective and lost his... Uh, uh, Spot taking penalties. Mm-hmm. I had Fabregas, who I thought was going to be the Marquisio of this team. Now he's just not involved at all. So that's super not great. Um, who else did I have in there? Oh, I had Erickson, who obviously struggled the first couple matches. Then I brought in Lamella, and then we found that Lamella wasn't going to be in back in time uh, from the international break. I loved Simon Francis, took him out. Of course, this is the first time they get a clean sheet. Just <laughs> the man from Uncle, by the way, is the movie yeah, I was trying totally. to think of. Man from Uncle. Okay. Uh, duh. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, those guys burned me 
real hard. Harry Kane obviously got off to a very slow start. Then I had Aguero. Then he gets suspended. It was just a real bad start. So I was like, you know what? We'll clean slate it. And the problem with that is that if you're wild carding next week, which you shouldn't, by the way, but if if the international break had been a week later, Lukaku and Payet would both be in everybody's mm-hmm. uh, wild card, which they weren't last week when everybody was doing it. So anyway, that was just really, really frustrating. I think I ended up on 38 points, mm-hmm. which is super not good enough. I've tumbled way down the rankings. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. That's how bad it is. Yeah, my, um, mine are awful. I'm awful too, so. Yeah. But anyway, in specifics, I, I just complained about all the people that I took out. The people that really disappointed me last week, I already mentioned Hazard, captain for two points because he also gets a yellow. So uh, doesn't even make it up to the four doubled. Um, Masuaku, who I brought in, I thought was a, a good late add. Uh, and then obviously they capitulated against West Brom, shipped all those goals. West Brom allowed that cheap goal. Uh, Crystal Palace, I thought was a pretty good lock. I love Scott Dan, so I had brought him in. But then, you know, they concede uh, a cheap one to Middlesbrough. <laughs> Some of the front guys I liked better. Uh, Pereira would have been nice for him to be involved in more of the goals. But in one, you'll take the five points. Payet, obviously, was amazing. I brought in Benteke to give me that price gap to get Aguero back in. Um, he obviously scores. Uh, must have gotten a couple bonuses as well since he's on seven. Mm-hmm. Um, one bonus. Uh, so that was nice. Ibrahimovic, I had vice-captain, would have been nice if I'd actually captained him, gets his goal, and what a goal it was. I, I know that Bravo messed up the save, but yeah. Ibrahimovic, that was just a great strike. Negredo did let me down. I'm thinking it might be time to sell high on him. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't anything better on my bench. Pickford, who we already mentioned, is a decent sub-option because he's 4.0 and he's actually playing. He'll get you some saves. But then Mason only had a few minutes. Kone and Sunderland's defense were awful, and Kingsley... Uh, might have been in there with a shout for points, but then you know they concede two to to Chelsea. To be fair, Chelsea did score first. I don't want to make it sound like they had a clean sheet for a while, but uh, not even great options on the bench. So not too optimistic about this week coming. Uh, how do you fare? Uh, you, you know I'm looking at my team and listening to your team, and I think we're just better teachers than doers. I think it's what we are. I think <laughs> we're just as better we talkers. Say, than, not as we do. You know. Uh, I also wildcarded because my team was abysmal and I'm, I was sick of looking at it. Um, I completely gambled and went for the uh, the triple at the back of West Brom and they conceded late goal to Bournemouth. Uh, way to go, fellas. Uh, so basically my team as it sits in the back with the goalies and defense is Foster, Pickford, uh, then McCauley, Masawaku, Amat, uh, Ashley Williams, and Johnny Evans. Uh you know, I finished the week on 41 total points. I'm not very enthused about it. Um, but, you know, it, it's, I'm still convinced that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm okay with it. Uh, through the midfield, I brought in Raheem. I didn't want to. I listened to my gut and I said, no, don't. I was going to bring in Antonio, but I was like, nah, you have the extra money. Bring in Radio Raheem Sterling and thanks. Uh, I also brought in uh, Santi Cathorla. Uh, who didn't let me down? Scored a PK goal. Uh, he's good. He's good going forward. So because he's gonna be taking set pieces and PKs. So at his price, seven point six, and his ownership is still a little bit lower. I think he could probably still strike gold for there for a little bit. Uh, I brought in Payet as well. Uh, I felt it was time. I thought he would come in and and be effective as. I just need him to score some goals as well, and then I matched him up with Hazard, who was already existing in my squad. Up top, I kept Ibrahimovic, and then I had Benteke. Uh, I still have a little bit of money, and I was 
I was going back and forth on hating myself for the rest of my life by bringing in Romelu Lukaku, but I tried to gamble and went with Wilfred Boney. It was a one-week gamble, and it failed completely. I have enough money in my bank that I can just go from Boney to Lukaku if I want to. I don't know if I'm going to. I have a lot of other ideas that I want to do, maybe take a take a respite and maybe use both transfers in, in two weeks because then I'll have two for before the international break or make one and then make, save two for after the international break. But the options are endless because, you know, I'm in my own mind right now. So it's, I'm pretty much going to write like a Hunter S. Thompson book soon and become famous that way. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe a Lewis Carroll like play on words for, you know, you know, the, the, what the hell's the name of that book? Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Wow, I just completely banked on Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> wow. That's okay. I blanked on the man from Uncle. Sim- similar, yeah. wow. <clears throat> similar mistakes. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell everybody my rank because I completely suck. And like I said, me and Kevin. We are here for everybody. We are here for the masses. We we play this game because we enjoy fantasy soccer. Do we always make the right calls? No. Do we do we have the best team? No. But we have fun doing it. We love advising you to do things. Please, we're, we're helpers. We're we're like we're like the help. You know, we're the help. <laughs> we're the film, the help. Um... So, so tip accordingly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, are there any moves that you're eyeing up making this week to, to get away from what was a very disappointing weekend? Are you just re-rolling them out there and hoping for a better result? Yeah, I'm probably going to – I'm wait, definitely waiting till after the Champions League games commence and probably late Friday I want to see who's injured, who's actually going to play. You know, uh, shifting to a De Bruyne may be an interesting play, but I don't think I'm going to go that route. Um, I don't I don't really see anybody differentially that's going to – that's jumping out to me um, – that has been basically owned and then dropped and then maybe I want to reinvest in. You know, Lamella is an interesting call. Nathan Redmond is actually an interesting call. I have a feeling on him this week, but it's probably weird and wacky because they're playing Swansea and at home. Uh, Andres Townsend's great in uh, with ancillary stats, but in this format he's just not showing the ability to be on the, the passing end or the scoring end. Uh, you know, most of the question marks for me are, are through the midfield because um, – after you have the two or three staple items, you you want kind of want to play with it a little bit to to be different than everybody else. You know, everybody owns Hazard, everybody owns you know either Payet, Sterling, Ozil, one of those. So looking at it and trying to be different is is getting tougher. It's starting to get tougher and tougher because there's so many guys that you kind of have to be nailed on with to keep up with the Joneses with your fantasy team. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, one slight thing uh, as far as matchups go. On Watford, uh, I wouldn't be bringing in Capu this week. This guy I don't think is sustainable. What I did do is I brought in Roberto Pereira, who I think is just an absolutely phenomenal player. Also, you you talking about Townsend and his side stats. Daryl Janmott looks mm-hmm. like he's going to be very good for them. Obviously, he was a good fantasy option at Newcastle in their horrendous defense. And this Watford defense has struggled a lot, and I do think they're going to turn it around soon. Check out these matches. Obviously, they Manchester United this weekend, so don't even worry about it till after that. But then check out this. Bournemouth... Oh, sorry. Burnley, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Swansea, Hull. That's five straight matches against against very, very nice opposition. And it's a that and, pretty convincing argument. Yeah, and those aren't just good matches against one aspect of the team. No. None of those teams are very good in attack or defense. Um, so I really like that going forward. Hull are, are, funnily enough, the strongest out of that list I just gave. Uh, because I'm pretty sure they're uh, top five in defense. 
They're eighth in attack and they're eighth overall in goal difference. So whole whole out of that list of five are the best. Although they yeah. probably won't be by then. But anyway, so on those Watford guys, I just wanted to bring up Jan Mott. Not now, but start looking at those Watford guys a week from now. Like I said, if you have a Gallo or Dini in your team already, congrats. They had a great week last week. Sit them, please. You can start them if you have to, I guess, against United. I'd sit them and then know that you have a really nice run coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so you want to throw out random questions, Kevin. This one will mm. be more fantasy-related since <laughs> okay. you ask movies. And uh, who do you... Name me a Liverpool midfielder you trust over the next four weeks. Their next four fixtures are at Chelsea, home to home to Hull, at Swansea, and then home to United. If you had a gun to your head and you had to, you had to have a Liverpool midfielder on your team for those four fixtures, who would you go with? Sadio Mane, Coutinho, Firmino. Who do you think you'd go with? Um, if my draft teams are anything to go by, I'd be going with Firmino. Uh, and it was great to see him get two goals. And you know what? It happened as soon as he wasn't forced to play striker. Crazy how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Firmino. Firmino will have more ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Sadio Mane is the constant here, and I hate that he's priced so high. If yeah. he had been priced at like seven five coming over from Southampton, I think he would have been amazing. Although, <laughs> if he would have been a steal at seven five, I guess that means being around nine is appropriate. I just hate it. Um, I'd probably go Firmino uh, just because of the price and because. We've seen what he can do, and he's amazing. But but make no mistake, Sadio Mane is vital to this to this midfield and attack right now, um, and his pace just unlocks something different for this team. Uh, but if I was if I was pressed, I'd probably go for Mino. I'd probably go a little bit safer there, and we've seen it, you know, at a, at a yeah. very high level. Yeah, absolutely. Firmino's more of the I'm going to kill you with doubles kind of guy, and Mane's the the guy who comes up, goes one for four, and hits a home run. <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. Um, for my team, for what I'm looking at maybe doing this week, um, my defenders don't really have awful matchups. I uh, still have Foster at the back. Masawaku, Dan, and Evans all have decent matchups. West Ham obviously scored two goals last week, but they're both off Antonio's head. Zaza wasn't really as, as uh, impactful as a lot of people expected, so I'm probably going to stay firm there. In the midfield, Hazard I already mentioned. Uh, this Liverpool defense is not very good. Um, Hazard does draw the short straw on the best defender at Liverpool in Nathaniel Klein, but I don't think that's going to be enough to stop him. Utzel against Hull's a dream. Pereira against United could be tough-ish. Um, I think if I make a move, it wouldn't be from Negredo yet, I don't think, but I could sell high right now because you know he, he's gone up in price a couple times. I, I, I could change striker if need be. Um, or to avoid that Pereira-United matchup, what I could do is move one of my bench guys. I thought moving to Ryan Mason was a really cheeky, clever side move uh, on my bench, and then uh, didn't really, didn't really uh, start. And now I'm a little bit more concerned. I think he should start because he does bring more of an attacking flair to a whole side that desperately lacks it. Um, but we'll see. Like you said, we have to wait till the Champions League matches are over. But the problem is, I'm, I'm hesitant to change it, even though this team struggled so much last week in fantasy. Just it feels real hard to, to have to use your free transfer the week after you've wildcarded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know what, I'm probably just going to stick with it and, and see what happens. But obviously, uh, it was very disappointing. Is there a guy on your team that you're hoping to captain? Uh, I'd probably, I mean, on my, my personal team, uh, Hazard against Liverpool, I don't like to do the early slate games because if they backfire, it just kills a whole week for me. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't even care anymore. Um, I still own Ibrahimovic, 
it's probably the way I'm 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 going on the road to Watford. Uh, you know, United doesn't. Uh, I I think I think he'll probably score again in that game, but there's no guarantees of that. But I'm just saying he probably will. So basically, I'm I'm throwing it out there as a as a myth or a legend that he's going to score. Um, but yeah, right now if I had if I had to nominate somebody on my team right now, it'd either be Ibrahimovic again at Watford or uh, Dimitri Payet playing West Brom would would maybe be my other my other shout. Uh, yeah. I I I too like you are probably not going to make a move only because I'd rather have two two in the hand and one in the transfer bush next <laughs> week. Yeah, love that. Um, I I was also thinking maybe Ibrahimovic. Uh, Watford have not been very good defensively. 18th at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. out of 20, which it's it's not great. Uh, Get out of here! There's 20. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because um, <laughs> somehow Sunderland are still up here. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ibrahimovic against Watford is obviously very interesting. They've yet to settle at the back, which is why I said the Watford guys starting next week, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do have Utzel in here against Hull. Uh, also, was not very involved last week, which was pretty disappointing, uh, which may mean his his ownership could drop a little bit from people that are panicking. But this whole matchup should help him. I know Hull have been very good defensively thus far, uh, but you expect you expect something a little bit better from Arsenal. So if, if they're going to kind of reach their abilities, obviously it's much higher than where they were last week against Southampton, yeah. which is still a decent defense, uh, even with the departure of Coleman. Um, so yeah, I, I think Utsal might be a way to go. And like I said, I feel like a lot of people might shy away from these Chelsea guys. And this Liverpool defense is not very good. So Hazard also still in with the shout, even after he did burn me last week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just don't like the the Chelsea Liverpool game on a Friday. I know it's good for for everybody who wants to watch football on a on a late Friday night in in you know in England. But uh, it's two thirty in the afternoon here, so happy hour starts earlier in the states for everybody. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I hate that there's an early sleep, but I do like it because from a TV perspective, oh look, there's something on TV that I can watch at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and enjoy my enjoy my pint. But yep. you know, from a fan's perspective, you look at my game starts on Friday and you gotta have your lineup set at two two PM Eastern. And then there's Standard not an Time. early match for Saturday. Which yeah. is the worst five, because otherwise you could have slept in. Yeah, there's five matches, none no early game, everything starts at ten in the morning. <laughs> Eastern yep. Standard Time, obviously. Because we're in America. In case yeah. in case you've listened yeah. to so many of our shows but didn't it quite could, catch on it, that we're American. Couldn't figure it out. Like, <laughs> Where's you that hear accent, accent from? You hear accent, you're like, maybe Sophia Bulgaria. I don't know. Is that is that is that a Yorkshire accent I'm hearing from yeah. these uh, from these Americas? Um, is that Belfast, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Can't locate it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one last thing. We haven't touched on it in a long time, and I didn't tell you at all that we were going to be covering this. So cool! Surprise! So I'm glad. I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm prepared for everybody listening at home across all the all the branches that we cover now. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, draft. Yeah. We haven't talked about it in a very long time. Um, my team there got off to a very slow start, uh, and I'm I mentioned I did write a piece over on the Eagles Beak about how our experts draft went. I think you wrote one uh, from yep. your perspective uh, for soccer.raswell, so be sure to check that out as well. <laughs> I mentioned in my piece that I was going to have to do some waiver wire work hard to fix my team from the draft, especially once Chris Smalling wasn't starting. Cresswell was dropped, and then we heard that maybe Masuaku could end up keeping that job. I uh, heard that from, from a guy with uh, some, some West Ham knowledges, not claiming it as my own, 
I, I poked fun at ITKs <laughs> on Twitter, and then I said one thing about Larice last week, and someone was like, oh, so you bash ITKs, and now you're an ITK. No. Nope. 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 Just that West Ham do rate Masawaku very highly, and that it is not assumed that Cresswell would just walk back into that job. So I drafted Cresswell, Smalling, and Koscielny, and I was like, oh, sweet. I got three top ten defenders. Yeah, I have to wait a little bit on Cresswell, but that's fine. Smalling can't get a game. <laughs> Koscielny didn't start the first two, I think it was. Uh, and then Cresswell was out for a while, so that was not super great. Um, but I did make some uh, fun moves. Got David Luiz on deadline day. Um, Johnny Evans has been very good for West Brom. <laughs> then the guys that I've already picked up, I mentioned, I, I'd have to be a waiver wire warrior. Uh, it's the www.waverwirewarriors.ww. Uh, just all the W's, all the alliteration. But guys that I've picked up since the draft. Hugo Lloris, David Luiz, Kevin Morales... Uh, Youngman Son and Mark Albrighton and Sam Vokes. So that's a lot. Also, I'll count Leroy Fair, but he was my last pick in the draft, which, by the way, has gone uh, real well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> considering he's already on three goals. He's actually my highest scoring player uh, over on Taga. Be, be sure to go see what they're all about. Um, but anyway, so in, in this is all in an experts league, by the way. I'm at two and two. Lost the first two, pretty obviously. Because uh, none of my Arsenal guys were back. I am Giroud, Koscielny, and Utzel. None of them were playing, uh, which was a problem. The Giroud thing still very frustrating, uh, as was Igalo, But then Igalo finally broke out last week. So uh, with Giroud maybe not starting at the weekend, and my disappointment uh, in the fact that Watford, right after having a breakout, have to face a Manchester United defense, uh, might be going one up front. Would probably go zero up front uh, if I could. Going um, fl- false nine and play target. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go false nine with Messi in the Premier League game that is play Taga. Uh, anyway, so this week uh, I'm gonna be feeling a little bit better, except up front. Like I said, that <laughs> might not go well. I'm playing uh, Todd Shank, who, who's a, a solid guy. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, whatever his Twitter handle is. Just look up Todd Shank. That was at Todd Shank. Is it re- that was the worst shout out of all time. Anyway, sorry, sorry Todd Shank. Yeah, my bad. Uh, don't shank me. See what no. I did? I, I opened up the E vowel, made it sound like an A, like a shank, like like somebody if somebody had a shiv, then they shank. All right, Rob, talk to us about your team. <laughs> I'll take I'll take over for Andy Dufresne over there talking about shanking people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, my play target team is playing very well. And the funny thing is Kevin mentioned that he picked up David Luiz on the waiver wire. I, I somehow transposed the days on when the waiver wire was actually going off. And I was like, oh, all right, let me go put in my waiver claim for one of the new transfers. Nope, missed them all. Uh, but my team sits at three, three, oh, three wins and one loss right now. I'm second. Uh, but I think I have the second highest points scored in the whole thing too. So that's probably beneficial to me. Uh, you know, my team is... It's okay. I have Mandanda in goal, VVD, uh, Simone Francis, Scott Dan, Curtis Davies in defense. Oh, man, I like that defense a lot. Yeah, through the midfield, I got Payet, Redmond, Etienne Capu. Uh, Up front, I got Firmino, Andre Gray, and Callum Wilson. And my bench is a bunch of fodder except for Wilfred Zaha uh, because I basically have a couple guys that are injured, Zerdan Shakiri, and a couple long shots and a second goalie. I Do you think Shakiri's worth hanging on to? I mean, I don't even think he was top 100 last year in this Yeah, I just have him because I thought he would do more. But uh, I'm playing Galen Dragiev this week. He play, He writes for Roto World. Go, go check him out. Uh, got some. He's got some interesting takes on fantasy articles. But, mm. but yeah, like Kevin said, the, the Playtaga.com official uh, expert 
League, I guess they call it. What, yeah. that sound, At Playtaga on Twitter. Yeah. They'll let you know what's going on. We'll let you know what's going on, which will be really easy because we're about to tell you where you can find us, starting with Rob, who's available at... Um, I'm available on Twitter at Smokey underscore Loogie. I write my daily musings about fantasy soccer and the conundrums of life and musings of myself through comedy at Razball.com. Stop on by, uh, drop me a comment. Uh, me and Kevin have a lot of other interesting projects going on right now, so you're probably going to find us branching out onto other avenues, but I'll let Kevin get into that because he knows all that technical <laughs> information. I'm just here for my for my looks, and if you haven't realized, this is radio, so looks don't matter. <laughs> but, as you just alluded to, we are doing something new. We've started Ooh. doing... Oh, tell him, tell him, oh, tell him, oh, bruh, bruh. We've started doing video content. Now, it's not like direct to YouTube or anything. Uh, it's with VIP Bet slash VIP Grinders, and we are going to be talking about daily fantasy uh, multiple times a week for them. Uh, if that gets posted, this time we did a test recording today uh, that we do think is going to be released. So if it is, check out our Twitters. His is at Smokey underscore Loogie. I'm at Kevroff. Uh, we'll let you know where to find us there. Lots of interesting things. We're going to have prizes. Uh, rumored things thus far. We're just waiting to nail them down. But very, very exciting uh, prizes that would be involved. The least of which would be either getting to play FIFA with us or getting to play in a league with us then it works up from there. Uh, so, uh, and and much more significant than that. Um, but it, it would be great to get to, to talk to you guys some more, maybe get some games of FIFA in. I know uh, Allie Thompson asked me on Twitter today if I play uh, FIFA with him sometime on Xbox. And I was like, hey, we have a thing coming up. They might start doing that. So uh, keep it locked there. Uh, but big thanks to VIP Vet and, and VIP Grinders for, for searching us out. They thought we were doing an excellent job on this, so we're going to continue there. We're going to keep doing this show. Don't you fret. So we're going to be talking draft. We're going to be talking official. Then over there, we're going to be talking daily. You and I both write. You write over at soccer.rasball.com. I write over at theeaglesbeak.com. We both do stuff with Playtaga, who we just pimped out way too much for John Wallen to not be on this show. Um, but anyway, we love talking to you guys about fantasy, and we're going to keep doing it in multiple areas. Um, also, if you're hearing us on all sports uh, uh, sorry, all in sports talk. Uh, this is our first time on live radio. So we're branching out all over the place. You can check them out, allinsportstalk.com. They have an app, all in sports talk, you can find. Uh, also at all in sports talk on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, we're doing live radio on top of that. So live radio there. You have your audio here at EPL Roundtable. This is the FPL Roundtable show. You'll have video over at VIP Bet slash VIP Grinders. We'll tweet you all that stuff. But we're very glad that you guys have stuck with us. We're very glad that what we've done thus far has warranted the attention of other people that want us to spread our stuff uh, on their sites so they can reach more people. And hopefully we can really start to interact with the with you guys in a more meaningful way. So anyway, very pleased with all that. We have a great time talking to you about it. We look forward to doing it in so many different forums and venues. But we're glad to be done today because we've already done videos and stuff. But and we hope... glad, 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 glad. <laughs> And Down in our hearts. And that's like the third song reference after Everything is Awesome, which we do truly feel at the moment. Everything is awesome and everything's on the way up for Rob and myself. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll catch you next time. Peace.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 